Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. It's like California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 716 Hawaii. This is Brandon Deutsch here. Armon, Armani Buckets, we're here. Arash isn't here. He's at the Super Bowl. Or he was in Vegas. He's going to the Super Bowl now. Um, you know, that's the life of a legend right there. Jihei Wiley also heading to the Super Bowl for Radio Row. We're here in studio. We're ready to rock. A lot happened over the weekend. I'm inspired from that Jay-Z performance. God did, <laughs> man. That, that verse was legendary. Just got to pay pay the respect to the Grammys for finally letting rap music, you know, take a big portion of Because no one wants to see, no offense, like no one, I mean, the culture runs it. Look at the charts, rap music, number one, everything, as good as Harry Styles is, like they finally gave, you know, they had the whole LL Cool, cool J, different generations, performances for hip hop, and then DJ Khaled, who that song would be so much better if he just didn't speak throughout <laughs> the whole song, as much as I love DJ Khaled. I mean, man, it inspires me to let's cook it up today. No Jay Williams, uh, Stephen, but let's cook it up. A lot happened over the week. So I actually did not watch the Grammys, Brandon. Sorry to disappoint, but so Jay-Z just performed that song. There was nothing else. Well, Beyonce showed up late um, and she had won an award and she wasn't there, which was pretty fun. But she, you know, she's Beyonce, so she can do whatever she wants. Um, but yeah, no, Jay-Z was there and he hadn't, apparently he was boycotting the Grammys for like nine years. He wasn't there. And oh, they wow. allowed him to come back and perform at the end. And it was outside at Crypto. It was here. Um, must have made Jeannie some money. <laughs> you know, maybe she, maybe we can pay for Gary Trent Jr. now um, or Kyrie in the off season. Uh, but no, uh, in all seriousness, um, it was great. So God did his, you know, the song, yes. I mean, it's eight minutes long. They had everybody, they had Rick Ross there. I don't know oh, if he wow. dodged the kidnapping charges oh, yet, but wow. that was like years ago. <laughs> I mean, I respect Rick Ross. He's a winner. Um, little Wayne was there. Skip Bayless's best friend. Um, there you go. a very weird, odd dynamic, but you know, God bless America. Uh, and look, Jay-Z was there and they, they did their verses, you know, Jivion was there. John legend was singing. DJ Khaled was talking over everybody. But then, <laughs> then Jay-Z was at this table, um, like the last supper painting, like with Jesus and everything, oh, you know, okay. they recreated it. And Jay-Z was like sipping wine and he was rapping for like five minutes. And Rick Ross was next. I mean, it was, it was cool. That it does- was better than watching, uh, 
I mean, also, by the way, Stevie Wonder was great. They had Stevie Wonder. There. It was just a great Grammy. See, anytime you can get Stevie Wonder there, Smokey Robinson, um, you know, just a lot of great people performing. I mean, Harry Styles is also great. He was fantastic. Um, I Now you're making me regret missing it, but my head was in a tailspin after what happened yesterday in the NBA. By the way, multiple things happened. Yeah. Everybody's talking about, and we will get into it, the Kyrie trade, but there was also the Steph Curry injury and the John Morant story, which um, I feel like it did get a lot of media attention, but that story to me was kind of crazier than the Kyrie trade or the the Steph injury. Morant, if, if you're not familiar, Brandon. Yeah, that was a wild situation, by the way. They played played the Pacers on January 29th for anybody that did not hear about the story. And basically what happened is during the game, members of Morant's um, group of friends was exchanging words with the Pacers players. And then after the game, the exchange of words led to Morant's group waiting in an SUV, two SUVs. And then the Pacers were getting on the team bus. And apparently, according to Memphis security, they saw a red laser that they believe was in fact a gun pointed towards the Pacers players. And for all the stuff that the Grizzlies, the smack talk on the court, that's all fine. That's all relative. But then you talk about a situation where potentially a gun is involved at an arena. It's just this Memphis team... It's a really, really damaging look. And I know people have already talked about the 30 for 30 in 10 to 15 years about this group, but man, they, and I, and they've lost eight of their last nine games. And yeah. this story comes out. What are your thoughts on well, that? Shannon Sharp changed their season. Really did. Really did. I mean, look, I think a lot of it is karma at the end of the day. And I, I I'm, I'm a big fan of John Moran. I'm a big fan of Desmond Bain. Um, but man, Dylan Brooks is really a team cancer. I, I, at the end of the day, he's really putting a target on their back. He's a dirty player. Um, I would suspend him for the whole year. I don't think he should be allowed to play basketball with the way he runs his mouth and the way he's on the court trying to hurt players. I mean, I know it's a, it's a physical game, and you know, it, look, worse things happen in street ball. We go to a park, and you know, stuff like that happens all the time. Armand, when we're balling at the park, but like, man. It's just, it's just, it's karma. He's right. I mean, he's just not a good dude. Yes. When, when we talk about where it originated, the Shannon Sharp incident, but didn't it originate from I'm fine in the West by Moran? Yes, of course. I mean, and it, look, they put a target on their back with that too. I mean, Naja has been running his mouth and he probably shouldn't be doing that either. Like, and then his teammates doubled down on it. Exactly. Though. So, yeah. yeah. So that's why they keep losing. It's like Phoenix a couple of years ago, like yeah. acting like they won the championship when they lost to Milwaukee and, they will never win a championship now, but now Phoenix is the, look, they got, they, everyone's making fun of them. And then they go into TD uh, garden and beat the Celtics without Booker. So, I mean, like the Suns are kind of like, look, without Booker, that is a, it's, I mean, Booker's the guy who's running his mouth the most, right? With Jay Crowder, who's not even going to be on the team and campaign who, where is campaign? MIA? I mean, I don't even know where, is he injured? Is he, is he, you know, on, on, on Instagram live? I don't know what he's doing, bro. Like he's not on the court, but DeAndre Aiden's playing good basketball. Macau Bridges, fantastic. Cam Johnson comes back. That's a team that I feel like now they know. Like, yeah, we were talking too much, you know. And maybe now they'll perform better in the playoffs. Look, the Grizzlies. I'm really concerned about them. I know they have the best defensive rating in basketball. 
I don't think they come out of the West. I don't think they can beat the Nuggets. I don't think they can beat the Clippers. Um, as much as I thought Memphis was built to go to the finals, I think because of that, if they didn't say that, they'd be the number one seed in the West right now. But I think the conversation has changed with Memphis from coming out of the West to coming out of the round one. <laughs> yeah, they might lose. I mean, if you face a team like the Pelicans and Zion comes back, you are done. Because Zion, Zion a Zion Ingram... McCollum Pelicans could go to the finals, could be a sleeper, as bad as the Pelicans have been. Because when Zion was on the team, they were what, 20, 21 and 10? They yeah. were first seed in the Western Conference and they lost 10 straight games. And the Lakers saved their season, just like last year in, in New Orleans, blowing oh, leads, man. just like last year, right? I mean, we can't beat New Orleans. Uh, Brandon Ingram goes nuts and think, I know he always goes nuts. By the way, they should make his line 50 points over under whenever he plays <laughs> the Laker. I want so much money betting on Ingram over points, rebounds, and assists. I mean, that was so free. But by the way, the next day, by the by the way, I mean, the Luke injury is where they got their head of steam. They almost came back and won that game. They took that into the Lakers. Very tenacious team. Willie Green's a great coach, even though they struggled throughout. The next day, this is a back-to-back. They destroy, and I know they didn't have De'Aaron Fox, but the Kings are falling off a cliff right now. And I told you this would happen. They don't play enough defense. So this is an inexperienced team. The Pelicans walloped them. It was not even close. They still had Sabonis. They still had Keegan Murray. They still had Kevin Herter, who was a great offseason addition, by the way. And they got walloped by a non-Ingram, non-Zion Pelicans. It was just McCollum, Trey Murphy, who's one of the more underrated players in the league. I mean, you're right, Armand. I would take the Pelicans with a healthy Zion. And I know he's being reevaluated tomorrow. And we'll see if he actually can come back um, after the All-Star break. But I would take them. I would take the Lakers over them in a series, as bad as the Lakers are. I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I think that the Grizzlies... (laughs) When you look at that grouping down seven to ten range, they're in trouble no matter how you look at it. And one of those teams, and and we shouldn't bury the lead here, is the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, that would kill them now. Well, now Dallas has a has has a chance to come out of the West. I mean, you give Luca a guy that talented as the second best player, and you kept Christian Wood. I know Dinwit. You lose defense, but man, they could outscore anybody now. So let's talk about the defense because that's been a topic of conversation yeah. for you know people that are not that are skeptical about the Mavericks. Who is going to be the guy that again guards the Brandon Ingrams, the Devin Booker's, the the bigger wings? Is it going to be Reggie Bullock? Because it seems like when you look at their starting lineup, if it's going to be Luca, Kyrie, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, Christian Wood. <laughs> looks like a barbecue chicken lineup defensively. I mean, they were already ranked 24th in defensive rating. Dorian Finney-Smith wasn't doing his job this season. I know it's not just on him. You know, Reggie Bullock forgot how to play defense, if he even ever played defense. Um, I mean, look, you lose Jalen Brunson. That was, he was pretty good. On, Which, on by the, the way, a lot of people are saying, oh, you wouldn't have had to do this if you just brought back Brunson. It's yeah. like, there's two sides to a negotiation. I don't understand why the narrative has well, switched. I think Cuban They was, offered Brunson no, the money. No, did they? I Not think as they, much as the Knicks. They offered him, uh, I think, $80 million over a year less or something. So it was maybe more annual money, but, but Brunson got... He wanted to go to the Knicks, and rightfully yeah. so, because he's been able to blossom. And I, this has happened... Chris Stapps has openly said it. I mean, it's it's tough playing against a star, playing with a star like Luca. You really can't thrive. Dinwiddie was the only guy we've seen that really resurrected his career alongside Doncic. And Kyrie's so good, he'll be able to do that. But remember, Doncic's usage percentage is the highest in the NBA. I mean, he holds the ball 
It, Brunson, by the way, one probably the best offseason addition besides maybe marking in for the but I'm I think better than that. I mean, he's really made the he's way better than I thought he could be. And I that, I'm giving the credit. I thought the Knicks made a made a mistake doing that, you know, because I thought they'd lack defense, but man, they're just OG Ananobi away from contending. <laughs> I mean, I'm dead serious. I never thought I'd say that. Randall, by the way, an odd player. Looks dominant half the time and then takes some of the worst shots I've ever seen. Can't defend a parked car, by the way. <laughs> um, but I think it's great because I like how Knicks fans were like booing him last year. Now he's their savior. It's kind of like Jalen Hurts, by the way. I don't know if you talked to Eagles fans a couple years ago and they were like, Jalen Hurts sucks. He'll never be good. Oh, yeah. What, what are they saying now? They don't deserve a quarterback like Jalen Hurts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying about Trey Lance. All the Niners fans are like, Trey Lance sucks. Uh, when he becomes a Jalen Hurts type, don't be don't be hating on him like that. Like there are receipts. You know what I'm saying? Similar situation there. But I don't know. I, I, Dallas is obviously going to have a chance, but they're like the Kings now, man. No defense, all offense. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see if they have any other moves left in them. I know that there were talks about the Nets possibly making additional moves on top of this. From the Brooklyn perspective, you have Durant, you have Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, you have Nick Claxton. I just I can't rely at all on Ben Simmons at this point. I I, I would actually not even include him in the list, but you still have guys yeah. like Seth Curry, Yuta Watanabe. Royce O'Neal, they have a deep team. And for the Eastern Conference's sake, I think we, we agree that it's Boston, Milwaukee. But then, is it Brooklyn? Is it Philadelphia? Is it Cleveland? Is it my, who, who, Miami? Who is it for you right there? In the, the, third, the third team. Um, Assuming that you in have a playoff series. Boston and in Milwaukee top series. two. Yeah, I mean, Boston, it's Cleveland, right? Cleveland's the third team. Philly okay. has Doc Rivers as their coach. I know Donovan Mitchell's been bad recently, but I mean, defense defense wins championships. Milwaukee, top five defense. Celtics now, top five defense. What about the Cleveland, Nets? Top five, absolute, oh, yes, 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 I said that. They could make a run now because Nick Claxton. So I think they're kind of on par with Cleveland. Um, you know, adding Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith to already a Ben Simmons-Claxton top 13 defense was important. I mean, KD's no slouch defensively. They have a chance, a chance, and if the Knicks get OG, they have a chance. But I, I don't see any other. Like I think the Sixers hype is like this Embiid hype. I mean, we see what Embiid turns into in the playoffs. We see what Harden turns into in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like we see what Doc Rivers' adjustments turn into in the playoffs. Like they the, might lose in the first round. The elephant in the room is that nobody really knows how Durant feels yet. We don't know if he's bought in to the Nets still, yeah. or if he wants to potentially I mean, ask Phoenix for a trade. wants him. Bad. Yeah, they want him bad, and I would be just old, ultra depressed. What would you do if you were Kevin Durant? If you were, in what his would shoes? I do? Like, would you feel he loves being a net? It seems like in the he's culture, a leader, man. I look, he's grown as a. Per, I think we saw this in LeBron's career, and LeBron was like at times, um, you know, when he was younger, when he went to Miami, uh, you know, a, a ditcher, uh, can't lead a team by himself, like blah blah blah. Right, he comes back to Cleveland, he wins a championship. He goes to the Lakers. He leads them to a championship, a franchise that was in the gutter for 10 plus years um, after Kobe. Right. Um, I mean, I think that Durant's kind of on. I think it's unfair to say that he's on par with LeBron, but he's doing all the right things. He just wants to play basketball. And I think he's grown as a leader, as a person these past couple of years. I mean, he's really had 
one of the best seasons of his career healthy this year and he's leading the team i don't think he wants to give up on this team i don't i i mean obviously is he mad that Kyrie ditched him probably but that's what you get for going somewhere with Kyrie irving (laughs) you know like it's his fault but nay now it's going to be even more impressive if they get to the east finals or knock off a team like milwaukee or boston early and it's like wow even if he gets to the second round with this team and loses in a seven game series to boston or milwaukee like wow you know, yeah, I, I love that you said that because that's the way that I would hope that KD looks at this is an opportunity to accept a challenge now. Yeah, because what we're seeing from Kevin Durant before the MCL injury, MVP level play. And now you have a defense around you that can really, really potentially be a top unit in the entire NBA in the yep. playoffs. So if you can just get Kevin Durant bought in a little bit of extra offense from Curry, Dinwiddie, and and whoever else can step up on any given night. You're good. I, yeah. This kind of feels like um, when LeBron, I mean, LeBron had a worse team, obviously, a way worse team when he got to the finals that one year, and the East was weaker. That is a good comparison, um, by the way. But this is a similar situation. Like, this is that season for Durant. Like, yeah. put the team on my back. I'm the best player in the NBA. Like, stop hating. Stop giving Jokic. Yeah, what has Jokic done? I'm Kevin Durant. I'm thinking that. What has Jokic done? Got in the West Finals once. What has Giannis done? He's won a championship. Cool. I'm going to go win a championship myself. I'm LeBron. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm a generational talent. Like, if I'm Durant, that's what I'm thinking. Accepting the challenge. Like, it's time. It's God mode time for Kevin Durant. I think he's probably going to have the best postseason of his career. This is the the moment for KD if he yeah. is bought in to yeah. to really improve his legacy. Yeah. You talk about the Golden State days and what happened there, and a lot of people are going to look back at that and say, you know, there's a caveat to it that you had a super team. If he does this with the Brooklyn Nets as currently constructed, if he even gets them, like you said, Brandon, to the Eastern Conference Finals, that well, now is, I'm rooting for Brooklyn. Um, is they kind of seem like an underdog now. Yeah. You know, I kind of want to see him knock off. I mean, obviously I hate the Celtics as a Lakers fan, but the Celtics are the only team in the NBA that doesn't have to do anything at the deadline. They're set. I mean, like that is that team, by the way, the Celtics as up and down of they've, as they've been recently, probably the toughest seven game series for any team since the Golden state warriors with Kevin Durant, in my opinion, just where the way they're built. I mean, I know Milwaukee could beat him because of Giannis's greatness. Maybe Kevin Durant can pull off an upset. But man, that team, if you look at Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Malcolm Brogdon now, Derek White, I mean, Rob Williams, not scoring inside. Uh, I mean, if they pick up Jacob Pirtle or somebody like that and ship off Al Horford's old, you know, but then they, man, they could. I'm not saying Al Horford isn't, hasn't been good, but come on, you can't be winning playoff series with Al Horford playing 40-plus minutes as good as he was last year. Um, I know his sister might disagree on Twitter. <laughs> but, uh, but look, if that, that, I mean, that's a tough team to beat. Same with Milwaukee, but Kevin Durant could do it. So if we're going to talk about the Celtics, this is my only concern with Boston. We see this, we saw this with, with Phoenix, right? Is they go to the finals, they lose. The next year, they're extremely motivated, which was last year. And regular season-wise, they expended so much energy and effort that maybe they were never destined for getting back to the finals. But it seemed like they kind of partially, besides the locker room issues and everything else, seemed like they ran out of gas when they needed 
to have gas. And the Celtics, you lose to the Suns the other night. There's been some red flags to me where yeah. it's like, why is this happening? And I think it's a fatigue thing. I think they're mentally kind of fatigued from all the energy exerted, especially early in the season when they look so dominant, the best offense yeah. we had seen at the uh, Ever. in NBA history. Yeah. I, I just I worry about them peaking too early, and then when you have a team like Milwaukee, where Middleton is just revving up right now, and yeah. he looks great. Yeah. He's he's only limited to twenty minutes off the bench. Holiday's revving up right now. Giannis is starting to rev up. Portis isn't back yet. Portis isn't back yet. I worry about teams that peak too early. I mean, if they get Eric Gordon, I really think that's a team to watch out for to get Eric Gordon. I mean, that would be a perfect fit. No, a guy who can go score, get you secondary scoring. I mean, I think what's impressive about the Bucs, too, is the Clippers had them dead in the water in that game. Yeah. And they played the best defense I've ever seen, probably, <laughs> over that fourth quarter. And they rematch this week, by the way. That's going to be fun. That could in be LA. a finals Match. I mean, I kind of want to see just for the narratives, Jokic in the finals versus uh, Giannis. That would be sick. Yeah, that would be. Uh, by the way, that is my finals matchup, and I know who. who as of today, who would you who would you take? Well, got, if the Clippers have to play the Nuggets, they're going to lose. So, I mean, I would say right now. Oh man, it depends. Who it's the, tough. It depends. This year's the, really I, tough. I, you're going to hate me. It depends who the Lakers get. Yeah. LeBron's no. in God mode right now, man. Yeah. By the way, he's on some take care, you know what, right now <laughs> in his feelings. He's like, oh, is it me? Is it? Oh, man. Drake turned into a different animal. Take care. <laughs> the league is done. The league is done. LeBron's going God mode now. If they don't do anything, well, how, done. how upset would you be, though? As Very upset. Fan? They're done. Yeah. You can get their season out of the way if they don't make a move. <laughs> get their, if they keep Westbrook, I swear to God, man. Oh my gosh. Right, anyways, this has been the um the Arash Markazi show on and look, presented by the Sporting Tribune. No Arash today. Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch is here. Grant Mona's coming back. Grant Mona's coming back on the next segment. The guest hotline. See you then. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited to get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, in the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Every Friday on the Sports Map Radio Network, just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline at 310-400-0340. Okay, let's now go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline. Sporting Tribune, no paywalls, no anything, just a great reading experience. 
covering all of your Southern California teams. Grant Mona is back with us. Money Mona, the guy himself, the Clippers legends, one of the more knowledgeable basketball people on planet Earth. My man. Hey, by the way, if you're invested in the stock, I'm invested in Grant Mona's future right now. <laughs> all right. Hey, man. Hey, the market's kind of down, so I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest uh, investing That's the right exact now, time but, uh, to buy. <laughs> double down. My future, your future, yeah. Armand's future. Let's all double down. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Hey, you know, I'm all in with everything that you just said. It all sounds really good to me, so I'm, I'm just glad to be here, guys. Yeah, and by the way, I, I just want to say before we get into because obviously it was a hectic weekend. A lot happened. It's a lot of people fed up in Los Angeles, specifically uh, may or may oh, not yeah. be Lakers fans, but may or may not also be Clippers fans. I want to say that performance by Jay Z and God did um, that verse on the Grammys. <laughs> what a performance, by the way. Just I mean, it inspires me. It should inspire Rob Polinka to actually do something this week, but we'll see what happens. All I know is I per- was one of the few people who I was fine with the Kyrie trade if the Lakers did it, but I did not want to give up two first-round picks. I think he's a team cancer. I think that's obvious, as as godly as he is on the basketball court. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I'd prefer a Gary Trent Jr. or the Jazz deal. Um, I mean, I, I was reading something, maybe a first-round pick um, in, some, in Westbrook for – Beasley and Vanderbilt are you kidding those are like the two best fits for the Lakers a lockdown perimeter defender in Vanderbilt and a shooter in Beasley right like I think maybe this is it's going to take Laker fans a hard time to realize this grant but maybe this is a blessing in disguise I want to hear your thoughts though but Dallas is going to be OP for sure on offense well the thing about the Lakers deal is that it wasn't what the Lakers offers. It's what the Nets wanted from the Lakers. And, you know, it's already come out that the Nets wanted both Max Christie and Austin Reeves and the pick. And if that, that, that to me is just overboard. I mean, it, it came out this, this weekend that Joe Sy just did not want to send Kyrie to the Lakers. And, and now that deal, that rebuttal of a deal is, is kind of, it kind of reflects that. I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, I understand for the Lakers. The, the Lakers did the right move. If that's what they were asking for, the Lakers did exactly the right thing and stood pat. You're not going to give up your two youngest, most coveted assets away for maybe a rental of Kyrie Irving. Now, there's a lot of talk about him maybe signing a four-year deal, but judging by reports, it seemed like Jeannie Buss didn't even want to give him a four-year deal after the season. You know, they were looking for more like a two-year max deal, not a max deal, but, you know, upwards of that. So... If I'm, if I'm a Laker fan, I'm saying, yeah, sure, we didn't get Kyrie, but you also didn't depart from your two most coveted assets that are really essential to what they're building there. I mean, I, don't, I know they're not really not building a lot, but if you want to have two young assets going forward after LeBron and AD leave, those are your guys. And Max Christie is shown to be a guy that you can play right now. Austin Reeves is a guy that you can play right now. These aren't guys that are just in the G League and you know some playing time here and there. Max Christie is like one of their best wing shooters and he's been a pretty good defender obviously has stuff to work on Austin Reeves we all know what he can bring so in the Lakers aspect of this deal with what the Mets were were wanting I think it's a win for the Lakers I know a lot of people are up in arms about oh we didn't get Kyrie we didn't maximize this team but you're not going to give up those guys and your two picks for a rental of Kyrie Irving who's you don't know what Kyrie you're going to get either. I know he played with LeBron, but you don't know what you're going to get with that. So I think they avoided a, an L, in, in my opinion. My whole thing is, Grant, I don't understand how we got from Westbrook and two picks to Westbrook, two picks, plus Christie, plus Reeves, plus pick swaps. Yeah. 
I don't yeah. understand why there hasn't been a report. And by the way, they're actually, Sham Sharania said this morning that the Lakers did not talk to the Nets on Sunday when the deal went down. So that's already kind of a red flag to me. But okay, so let's take it from the perspective of Josai doesn't want to deal Kyrie to, to the Lakers. Why didn't the Lakers counteroffer and offer one of the kids and then the same Westbrook and two picks? Because it seems like there was a middle ground there that could have been reached should they have actually pushed for it. Because if one side is saying, okay, we want a boatload of stuff, and then the other side is saying, we'll give you a little bit of stuff, why couldn't they have met somewhere in the middle or at least try to? And maybe they did and we just haven't heard about it yet. Mm -hmm. But it seems mm -hmm. like, I mean, to me... This is what Arash and I and Brandon were discussing weeks ago was <clears throat> I brought up the fact that would you give up Austin Reeves or Max Christie? And it for me, for Kyrie Irving, absolutely, I would give up one of those two. I think they're both yeah. very solid NBA players, but they're nothing to write home about and save your franchise when LeBron is gone. So right. I, I, what do you think about that? Do you think that one of the two was offered? Um, I don't, well, look, I think on the lake, I, I think we're, we're misjudging. I think the Lakers were, were going the right way with this. I think they were offering maybe one of those two players. Like my, my initial offer was that I thought what was going to happen was Westbrook, um, you know, Max Christie and maybe Lonnie Walker. I know that the, the contracts don't really match up, but that was like my, and a, and a first round pick. That was like my general like pick that I think, you know, trade that I thought would happen. And then it comes out that they were going to trade both. And Armand, back to your point, I think they should have traded one of the two. But when you want both of your young assets and the pick, that's like your whole future. And for the Lakers, obviously, they're going to decline that. But yeah, I, I do think that they, I hope they offered one of the two because that would have probably got to deal with I'm not really sure. I, I just think the Nets just didn't want to deal with the Lakers. I, I mean, it's come out that Joe Sy didn't want to do it, but... The, the, the way that he went about it was just like, I'm not going to deal with the Lakers. And if I do, I'm going to take everything that you have. And well, for the Mavs, it's like, okay, I'll take a few wing defenders and a couple picks and we'll make it happen. And they still declined it. Down. They still declined it. Um, and, yeah, and it yeah. wanted, I mean, look, some, peop, some people are reporting they, uh, the Lakers did up, end up offering most of that um, package that you mentioned. Some are saying, uh, I'm sure the Lakers are leaking because they still have those two guys on their team that they did not include Max Christie. Um, and Austin Reeves, but maybe one of them was, it, it doesn't matter. There's, there's multiple negotiations still going on. I think they dodged a bullet. I think the Mavs really didn't mm -hmm. learn their lesson. I don't think Kyrie's going to resign with them. Um, does it put you in a position to win a championship this season in a wide open West? Was it a risk? Yes. I mean, Cuban's known for mm -hmm. taking risks. One of the first guys in the NFT movement, um, you know, made a lot of money doing that. One of the first people in the crypto movement, although I think he got out at the right time. Um, although there's still, that's a whole different conversation. He's a risk taker. So I appreciate this, this trade. I think it benefits Brooklyn more than people give it credit for. I mean, you got a wing defender in Dorian Finney Smith, great wing yep. defender and can get you some timely shooting, right? You pair him and Dinwiddie, who was the be best, uh, on ball guard defender on the Mavericks, a great defender, right? On the perimeter. And can score, mm -hmm. and it, we, they call him Big Game Dinwiddie. For I mean, I don't know if they call him that, but he is Big Game Dinwiddie. I mean, you see him in big games; he steps up. He does. I mean, he's got it. Some guys like you look into their eyes. They got they got that moxie. That's Dinwiddie. I want that guy like Iguodala. Dinwiddie, give me last shot. No, it's a joke. But um, shout out Max Kellerman. 
Legend. Um, but Dinwiddie, look, you the, the Nets are still a contender, Armand. They got two to five. I know Kyrie is oh, like, yeah. you're, oh, you lose some offense. Yeah, and it's a lot of offense. Nick Claxton, arguably one of the defensive players of the year candidates right now, not arguably is, rather. Ben Simmons, who I know has no trade value, but is still an elite defender and can give you a lot. They have a top 10 defense or top 13 defense already. And now you're adding Dorian Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie to go along with Cam Thomas, who's now going to get more minutes, an offensive star, by the way, who needed more minutes, and KD coming Mm -hmm. back. This is a team that could make a run, Armand. I really think so. I actually have not given the Nets so much thought since the trade happened because of the Mavericks perspective, the Lakers perspective. Now that I actually take some time and think about it and what you just said, Brandon. Okay, so your starting lineup, Dinwiddie, I'm assuming it's going to be something to this effect. Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, KD, and Nick Claxton. Oh my so God. the recipe is wow. one elite score plus Dinwiddie so like score. five the ball, positional wings right there. And then just guard. <laughs> yeah, just guard. I mean, I mean, there is a recipe for them to still be a really good team. I just personally think that Boston and Milwaukee are a well, step yes, above. But they were regardless. That's the thing. Even with Kyrie, they Kyrie and KD were never, I don't care what anybody says, they were never going to go and beat Boston and beat Milwaukee, in my opinion. They showed that last year. I know they've been better this year. They got smoked by Boston, and Boston's better. They added Malcolm Brogdon. They weren't going to beat Boston anyways. But what this does is it keeps you in contention, and look, you keep Kevin Durant happy for now because look, if you accept the the Lakers offer and get Westbrook or whatever and Christie and Reeves, this is another thing. I know Joe Sy didn't want to do it. And then you drop Westbrook, you're not in contention. Yeah. As good as Christie and Reeves are for long term, it's like you're not in contention. And then KD leaves and you trade him to the Suns in the offseason. So I get why they didn't trade him to the Lakers. I know Lakers fans are mad. I actually think Palinka did everything he can. And I'm never adamant about giving Palinka his flowers because I think he's done a miserable job over the past few years. But the Rui Hachimuri trade was good. And what else can he do? He tried. He, he, he gave more than I think he should have done in the offer with the two first round picks. Mm-hmm. And... They were never, it's not about Rob Polinka not getting it done. Everyone on Twitter is like, Rob Polinka couldn't. In this point, I'm actually standing with Rob Polinka on this. I never thought I would say that, but there's nothing more he could have done. They dodged a bullet. Now they can go get maybe a Jared Vanderbilt. You could go get Terry Rozier, although I don't think that helps. They have a lot of scoring guards. I don't think they need that. Gary Trent Jr. would be the perfect fit. I think if you get Gary Trent Jr., you are in contention. And I think that maybe it's crazy to say, but that's your lockdown perimeter defender. This is a dirty confession of mine, and please uh, do not, you know, shame me for this. But I actually have been watching more Hornets lately, and I think Scary Terry is the most undervalued offensive weapon at the trade deadline. Yeah, And, like, he, he really is kind of putting that offense, him and LaMelo, but... Yeah, he probably doesn't move the needle, but I, I do think he's the third best. We're about to have a Stephen A.J. <laughs> Let me just read to you Terry Rozier's advanced metrics right here. As good as he is, and I know the eye test, he he, he does it all, right? And he's been, he, he's been more efficient recently. He was the least efficient player in basketball oh, up wow. until two weeks ago. The <laughs> least. His PSA, and it's getting better. It was in the eighth percentile, like the worst in basketball for a player of his usage percentage, 27.3% a couple weeks ago. It's up to 29th percentile now. 105.5 points per 100 shot attempts. That's still pretty abysmal. And I know he's playing better recently. I mean, dude, I, what are the Lakers never going to play defense? The guy doesn't play defense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get him, then you it's, a, it's more of a clown show. You already have like six guards. What are you going to have? 
Schroeder, and then you just pair Terry with LeBron instead. I mean, I know he can shoot, but it's not like... Look, that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. Plus, he's on a contract extension. You know he's getting paid $20 million next year. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You're fine with that? Yeah. I'm not fine with mediocrity. Either you go all in, I'll put it on, you know, like, just go all in. I hate indecisiveness. Or just, you know, keep the picks. What is all in at this juncture? At this juncture, I think the Lakers still have a chance to sign Kyrie in the offseason if they really want. I mean, I know the Rui Hachimura cap hold. Rui go. Congratulations, Rui. Go get your medal. (laughs) No one's giving you $18 million a year, as good as he is. Like, okay, Come into the room. I'm Rob Palenka, right? Rui, thank you for your service. You still suck. Get out of my office. You know, I hate to say it. I mean, the guy, I'm not paying him $18 million a year when you can go get a James Harden or Kyrie Irving. But then the team is essentially taxpayer mid-level exception, Harden or Irving, LeBron, Davis, and then Congratulations. If you can't win a championship with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and James Harden or Kyrie Irving, you don't deserve to play basketball ever again. (laughs) I mean, like, if they would have acquired Kyrie Irving, I get it. You you get rid of your future, they would be the favorites right now. What do you think, Grant? I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, but what I'll say about this, this offseason, you know, I understand the Lakers' stance to where, look, you're going to get off of the Westbrook deal. I know they're still, this is the other thing, they're still trying to move off of Westbrook. There's been a lot of talk about Westbrook being moved right now. They could. I don't know what assets you can get for him. I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I'm not looking at these top guys. I'm looking, like you mentioned, Armand, like like Terry Rozier, sure, I, I, I put it down to fit more of the time because when you're in a situation with the Hornets where you're just a shot chucker, you're not winning games, you're just out there to get your stats, your efficiency is going to be down, of course. If you go to a team where you know your role, you know what you're going to do, you're on a winning team, you're on a winning culture, you want to win, your, your role changes a little bit and your shot selection changes a little bit. So, these guys that maybe aren't having their best years or maybe they're, they're having down years, they could have better years if they go to a better fitted fit team like the Lakers, like Eric Gordon. Sure. He's not going to get put up a whole bunch of stats on the Rockets, but if you send him to the Lakers and say, you stand in the corner, you stay on the perimeter and you shoot threes and LeBron passes it to you and don't do anything else. That's, that's what he's going to focus on. Now with the, with the Rockets, he's just going to try to be a playmaker and try to do everything because that's what the Rockets do. They don't play any defense. They just play street ball. So if you get one of these guys that are maybe not worth a whole bunch of top picks or that are worth maybe two second round picks and you just tell them, look, this is what your role is going to be with the team and you're just going to shoot for us. That's kind of what the Lakers should be looking for. You Now that Kyrie's gone, you got to look at a, at a tier below, well, right? And, and you know, Brandon, like you said, going into the offseason, I just want to mention this before, before I go off. And going into the offseason, you have Harden and Kyrie and you've matched that, like, People are saying, oh, Harden's going to sign by the Sixers. Oh, he'll go to the Rockets. The Lakers should really take a hard look at signing James Harden. We all know James Harden loves L.A. Like, all these stars love Los Angeles. So why not try, at least? Not only that, I mean, he's a great fit. I don't care in any offense. But I know he's a playoff choker. But that's why you have LeBron and Davis, champions on the team, to help him, right? Like, Joel Embiid ain't a champion. I hate to say it. As good as he is. Harden and, and Embiid and Doc Rivers is the coach. Recipe for disaster. I don't care how good they are. They'll, they will ch- undoubtedly choke in the playoffs. By the way, Tyrese Maxey, that's a whole separate conversation. Kind of underwhelming since back from injury. I know he might be still hurt, but he yeah. hasn't taken that leap. I think everyone expected him to take this year. And I know Armand's probably like, that's unfair. He's hurt still. But, you know, I, I will want to, I do want to say this. Another name to look out for before this, this Thursday's deadline. 
Fred Van Fleet for the Lakers and Clippers, and here's why. Clutch. He just signed with Clutch, and I know there's these conspiracies about Rich Paul and Clutch running the Lakers, but let's be real here. The Lakers wouldn't have Lonnie Walker without Clutch Sports. They wouldn't have had, you know, they, I mean, Davis is Clutch. You know what I'm saying? It's a culture. Clutch, what Clutch has been able to do is access these players they wouldn't originally be able to, you know, access. I mean, it's gone to the point, maybe they don't even sit down with Rob Palenka. They sit down with Rich and LeBron, and they sign the contract right there. Like, they don't even need to see Rob Palenka. That's the power of Clutch. I know there were some uh, rumors about Levine who signed to Clutch. Absolutely not. The Bulls are not <laughs> trading anybody. We know their pride. They're going to just go to their grave with Vucevic. It's, <laughs> it's just a disaster waiting to happen. By the way, worst depth in basketball. Besides Caruso, <laughs> they have the worst bench in the league. Um, Fred Van Fleet, the Lakers. Does it could happen or the Clippers? I mean, he's going to be a free agent, I know, but maybe a similar price to the maybe not two firsts, but a first and Max Christie. I mean, and Austin Reeves, maybe or one of them, and Lonnie Walker. I, I'm just saying he's probably going to sign long term with the Lakers if you trade him. I don't know about the Clippers. That's a whole separate conversation. That's the thing is all those Raptors guys. OG, his contract expires 2024. He's I believe on pace for 40 million a year when his contract expires. Fred thirty five a year, and I believe he has a player option. And Gary Trent end. will get thirty. Almost. Gary Trent, so deservedly so. Are you comfortable paying those guys? Absolutely. Those guys are elite defenders and can provide some offense. I mean, OG. By the way, the Knicks. What do they lack? What are they one piece away of? A lockdown perimeter defender. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say RJ Bear. <laughs> no, he's not a perimeter <laughs> defender. Now RJ is. I still am in on RJ. A lot of people aren't. I, I'm in on RJ. I think he's got it. He's got moxie. He's a clutch player. He's got talent. But um, if they get OG Ananobi, that's a team I would look for to take. They would take that next step because now you have a guy. Randall can't defend a parked car, right? <laughs> Brunson's tiny, but he can defend the point guard position. He does actually really well doing that. They don't have a wing defender. Maybe Obi Toppin, but he's a he's a power forward, right? So you get OG Ananobi, that's a team that could make a run, similar to the Hawks a couple of years ago. I'm not going to lie. That is an interesting take. Grant, we have... About a minute and a half left here. What do you want to see from your Clippers going towards Thursday's deadline? There's a lot of talk about point guards and getting Von Fleet and getting, you know, maybe Mike Conley from the Jazz. I think they should just focus on getting a backup big. I mean, a point guard is something that Luke Kennard can... I mean, Luke Kennard was drafted almost as a point guard. When he was at the Pistons, he was a point guard, basically. And Terrence Mann has been a serviceable point guard. You're going to have John Wall coming back. Reggie Jackson's not great, but I mean, he, in his bench role now, it's been pretty good. Um, so I think they should focus on a backup big. I just want to mention one thing before we go, because this just came out. Um, Brian Windhorst says that uh, the trade hasn't gone through yet with Kyrie because they may want to expand the trade to reroute players. So they're not even sure the deal is going to be done by Wednesday when they play the Clippers. I just want to mention that for you guys, maybe for for a future reference. So, yeah, that's where, I mean, that's where I stand. Back up big over point guard. By the way, this is a hot take, Rand. I know you're not optimistic, but I do think besides the Nuggets, if they can avoid the Nuggets, the Clippers will come out of the West. I'll say it right now. I'm still on it. Give me Kawhi in a playoffs, non-bubble Doc Rivers-esque playoff series. I'll take him any day. Playoff. A lot, a, lot of best have, yeah, a lot of things have to go their way. Hey, death, <laughs> a lot of things death taxes and... The Nuggets beating the Clippers? Yes, that's true. So avoid the Nuggets and you're good. But unfortunately, <laughs> I think the Nuggets are maybe a lock to get to the yeah. Western Conference Finals. Anyways, thank you, Grant. Uh, we'll leave it there. 
Um, thank you guys so much for listening today. This is Brandon Deutschman, Armand uh, Tondravi, Armani Buckets on the Arash Markazi Show. Thank you so much. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.